starts over. Let's get into the, the Word of God here this morning. So 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1. This letter is from Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing to you who share the same precious faith we have. This faith was given to you because of the justice and fairness of Jesus Christ, our God and Savior. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus Christ our Lord. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who has called us to himself by means of his glorious, uh, marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence, and moral excellence with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, self-control with patient endurance, and patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. So, dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do all these things, and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance in the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. May the Lord add his blessing to his word. Well, this morning, I want to share with you about the importance and the obligation of every Christian to pursue knowing Jesus more and more. And I trust you've been noticing that I've been preaching a lot about Jesus and keeping our focus on Jesus. It really, really is important that we keep our focus on Jesus. There's a lot of things going on in our world and you know, it's good that you're aware of everything that's going on, but there's a focus that we all need to have, and that focus needs to be upon Jesus. And the Bible is very clear that as Christians, we're to work at our faith, and we're to grow in our faith, to, to know God better and better. We're to grow in that grace. We're to, to grow in the knowledge of God. We're to grow in the peace that our faith brings. And, and this is really a lifelong pursuit. You don't stop growing in your Christian faith. It's something that you continue to grow day after day after day. And to help us in that regard, of course, we have the scriptures. Uh, we have the promises of God. Uh, we have God himself who is with us and is helping us. And, and he helps us. He wants us to get close to Jesus and to experience Jesus more in our lives. As a matter of fact, that is a key uh, to strong faith that will really uh, help us to overcome the fears uh, the corruption of the world, all of our questions, temptations, the persecutions, is to keep focusing on Jesus, pursuing him that we might know him more and more, that we might know him better and better. Now, for the people of uh, Peter's day, uh, they were under intense persecution. Uh, I know sometimes we think we're being persecuted, but when you uh, look to other parts of the world and read the Bible, uh, you kind of realize that, you know, our persecution really isn't like the persecution that many other people face. And, and I'm thankful that uh, it isn't. We are blessed uh, here in our nation. Um, for the people of Peter's day, there was a persecution that was coming from the Romans. It was increasing. 
from 1 Peter to 2 Peter, uh, that changed quite a bit and became much more severe uh, in 2 Peter as he's writing that second letter uh, to those individuals. And Peter is warning them that uh, during this time, uh, when they're hurting, when they're confused, when you're tempted and you're under pressure, uh, there always seems to be uh, those people that will come along and try to encourage you to say, you know, your faith really isn't that important. You know, Jesus really isn't all that important. And, and they want to bring you to that place where you can blend in more with society and, and not be so different uh, because of your faith. And so he, he's telling the people there, he said, don't settle for less. And, and to me, that's a really important message. That when you hear others out there talking about, you know, uh, you know, you don't need to do this as a Christian. You don't need to do this as a Christian. You know, stay away from this. You don't need to worry about going to church. You don't need to worry about giving. And on and on it goes. Don't settle for less. When people start telling you about less, you know, your antenna should be going up and say something is wrong. And that was happening uh, here that the people that Peter was addressing, the apostle Peter, false teachers were encouraging the people there that it really didn't matter how they lived their Christian lives, you know, as long as they believed, of course. And, you know, that's still a problem today. It's still servicing uh, today in our world. It doesn't stop. People continue to, to play that game that, you know, you don't have to worry about your Christian life. You know, as long as you believe, you're okay. Well, many were buying into that, just as many buy into it today, settling for less, Less commitment, less serving, less discipline, less giving, less involvement, less prayer, less time in the scriptures, less time fellowshiping with believers and all those things. Friends, again, be very, very careful of accepting teacher, uh, teachings from spiritual people. And I know we have all these fancy names that we like to use today of people and try to make them sound even more spiritual. If they're encouraging less, you need to get, step away from that and uh, not go there. The Bible is very clear that our role as Christian believers is to pursue more of God, not less of God. And that's something we really need to keep in mind as we grow in our Christian faith. There's always more to be had. And, you know, sometimes I see people, they kind of plateau. And we all have seasons in our lives where we will plateau. But you can't stay there. There's higher. There's higher places God can take you because there's always more with God. Always. Always. So the older we get, our commitment and our growth really should be more. Uh, we should be desiring to know Jesus more and more, not less and less. We should be that place where we come that place where we have a relationship that we really can say, you know what, I know Jesus today better than I've ever known him before. And those are, that's kind of the thing that will help us to, to stand and come through difficult times, uh, end time things, and that's what's going to help you to overcome temptations, uh, selfish desires. Keep the focus on Jesus. Keep that focus that, you know what, I want to go deeper with God. I want to go to that deeper place with him. That's so very, very important. And that's the message, really, of Second Peter, where the apostle Peter's encouraging us to focus on Jesus, to, to put our efforts uh, into getting closer to him that we might know Jesus more. And that's what I'd like to focus on for the rest of this message, just some things, practical things that we can do that we might know Jesus more and more. And that, and that first area where effort is going to be required is in the 
area of supplements to our faith. It kind of reminds me, you know, uh, we take vitamin supplements to, you know, to make sure that we have good health and uh, sure our bodies are strong. Well, uh, this is what this was talking about. There are things that you can do, take supplements that are actually going to help make your Christian uh, uh, faith strong. And, and so that's what Peter gets talking about. He wants us to add to our faith certain things that are going to help us in our relationship with God and help us to actually grow and to know Jesus more. Uh, verses 5 and 7, it says, Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence, moral excellence with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with patient endurance, patient endurance with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection, brotherly affection with love for everyone. And see, so, yes, as Chris, we should be concerned about the impact that we're making outwardly in our world. Uh, wherever we live, wherever we are, as Christians, we should be concerned about making an impact in our world, showing them a lifestyle that actually honors God and is assigned to the world that we are Christ followers. You know, being concerned about these areas doesn't just show that we're Christians, it helps us to be Christians because they really serve as atmospheres that God blesses and where his presence can usually be found. And so rather important things to supplement our faith with. First, first one is moral excellence. Uh, being a person that is known for doing good, being moral in our conduct, being concerned about principles of right and wrong behavior. You know, Christians should be known as people that have a high standard in regards to behavior. Now, I realize that there's lots of teachings out there right now that, you know, say, your behavior doesn't matter. You can live any way that you want. It doesn't matter. As long as you believe you're okay and things are wonderful. Well, Peter's warning the Christians back then of that misconception, which is kind of interesting to think that Christianity really is just getting to get going. And already there's some problems uh, that Christians are facing. But they're the same problems that we face here today. And so he's clearly stating to these uh, uh, Christians here that uh, Christians need to be concerned about moral behavior and that they should be growing in this area more and more. Because you grow in that area of moral behavior, and you have certain standards that you stand by and hold to, that actually helps you as you grow to be more and more like Jesus. See, God blesses behavior that honors him, plain and simple. And that includes our areas of moral behavior. Then a second area to supplement our faith is in the area of knowledge. We're to pursue knowledge in the area of our faith. We're to seek out the truth. Uh, we're to seek out the truth, the facts, the information. We're to educate ourselves in the subject of our faith. We really need to be students of the Word of God. We need to be a people who pray and seek the Lord and seek God and His uh, revelations and direction for our lives. We need to be availing ourselves to preaching and teaching the Word of God, studying the faith, uh, being in places where there's an atmosphere that we might experience God even more. And so again, that's uh, really important for us to supplement knowledge. You got to work at that. You got to study. Study to show yourself approved as a workman of God. Third supplement is self-control. And self-control is that ability to control oneself in the areas of our emotions, our desires, and behavior. See, we're to take charge of our own actions, or our own thoughts, our own words. You know, sometimes we, we look for everyone else to do that for us. No, you need to take charge. 
Bob says you need to exercise self-control in areas that maybe you're struggling in, but still you're the one that needs to make a decision and, and, and to address things in your own life and take some, uh, make some choices that will help you in this whole area to control your fat, flesh and to pursue the things that God wants in your life. So we need to be a people that apply wise choices and that we practice self-control, that we involve ourselves there. We're not just waiting for someone else to do it for us. We get actively involved and, and we get in that place where we apply discipline and those kinds of things where we actually have self-control in our lives. Fourth supplement is to practice patient endurance, perseverance, which is the ability to endure unpleasant and difficult situations without giving up. Lots of times we see that happen. People go through a trial, a temptation, a, a difficulty, and man, they leave the faith, they're gone, they disappear, and uh, that's not what God wants you to do. God wants to be with you through those times. God wants to help you through those times. And, and during those times, you know, we need to be patient. We learn some patience. Uh, you know, we, we live in a world where we want things now. Uh, there's this immediate gratification uh, that people are, are seeking in these days. And, you know, we need to realize that as you grow in God, you will grow to realize, you know, sometimes things don't happen as fast as you want them to. You know, uh, I know you probably pray just as I, I pray. Uh, God, do you, do you mind speeding this process up? Kind of like to get to that other side there and stop going through all these other things that are a struggle or a hardship. Well, patient endurance, that's something you've got to develop to work through those things. You know, life isn't always fair. So developing patience in our endurance can be certainly hard, but it is possible. You know, we're not to give up so easy. We're to work in our faith, learn to be patient, and endure uncomfortable seasons in our lives because that's what they are. They're seasons, and there will be new seasons. We will move on from there. The next supplement that will help us grow in the faith is godliness, uh, being devout in our faith, uh, taking our Christianity and our lifestyle seriously. And, you know, we need to do that as Christians. Take your faith seriously. It's not just something, you know, oh yeah, I believe in it. No, it's something that we invest in, something that's important uh, to us and, and that we grow in. Uh, so godliness is still important. I know when you say that term godliness or holiness, immediately you get all these religious people that are telling you that you're the religious one. When I'm thinking like, no, you're the religious one because I know that I'm supposed to be godly. I know that I'm supposed to have a godly lifestyle. I know uh, that I am to live according to the word of God. What you're saying is totally wrong. You're the one that has the religious spirit, not me. But anyway, they like to play around with all that kind of foolishness. And you know what? Just practice your faith. Practice being godly, which is simply be like God. Be like God. As he's revealed in the word of God, be like him. I want to be like Jesus. I want to act like Jesus. I want to respond like Jesus. That needs to be my goal. And then the sixth supplement is brotherly affection. That's treating and respecting one another as family. Uh, it is an extension of the natural affection that we would have as being brothers and sisters. Well, we need to have that in the Christian faith. We need to be a people uh, that love one another, have that bond as brothers and sisters, uh, does that mean that you don't have a, a disagreement from time to time? No. Uh, as brothers and sisters, we have those. 
But the part is, you stand up for your brother or sister. You know, it's amazing how you can have an argument with your brother or sister, and then if someone else comes against them, what happens? You're right there. You are right there. And that's what we need to be in the body of Christ, to be there for one another, protecting one another, encouraging one another, helping one another. And uh, that's important. You know, it's, it's rather interesting that you don't hear it too often today, but uh, years ago, it was very common that you used to address everyone as, as brother so-and-so and sister and so-and-so. Uh, that's how you refer to each other. We don't do that today. We just simply use our names. But uh, that's how we used to address each other because it was a, a term of affection uh, that we're supposed to have one towards another. And then lastly, we have the most important supplement to our faith, and that's to add love. Love in all areas. Christians are to be loving people. Sometimes we need to remind ourselves that that's who we need to be. Uh, the Bible says they will know, the world will know that you're a Christian because of your love. And, and so sometimes we got to look at ourselves and, and see how we're coming across to see, are we really coming across in love? Are we coming across in condemnation? Are we coming across, what way are we coming across? Are we being critical? Uh, we really need to watch ourselves that we might come across as people of love. Love is a genuine affection. Uh, 1 Corinthians 11, the whole chapter talks about that, how, how love is patient, it's kind, it's forgiving, it's caring, it bears uh, with uh, all things. It's an atmosphere that really honors God and who God is. God is love. So obviously, one of the chief characteristics that should be in our lives is love. We need that. We need to practice love. Need to keep that in the forefront. And as we love, make that choice to love one another, again, that creates an atmosphere for us to draw closer to the God of love. So those are all areas that we need to add to our faith and supplement our faith with that we might be healthy Christians. Uh, just like, you know, you take a vitamin, well, these are the things we need to be taking that we can be healthy Christians. And now I realize these things or these areas don't make us Christians, but they do testify uh, to others and to ourselves that Jesus Christ has indeed made a difference in our lives and that we've taken our Christianity seriously, becoming better representatives of him. So there are areas we need to grow in, uh, that we need to work towards, which is really for our own benefit, because I look at them as atmosphere changers. That we're, when we pursue these things, it creates an atmosphere. And in those atmospheres, we know that God is working and that God will minister to us and we'll feel closer to God and we'll grow in God as we pursue these things. So invest in your faith. Take your supplements because they're going to help you to become a healthy Christian. And then after speaking of the supplements of faith, the Apostle Peter goes on to talk about being productive in our faith. Uh, Verses 8 and 9, he says, The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting they've been cleansed from their old sins. See, we need to be actively involved in the things of God. We're not to sit back and do nothing, but we should be actively pursuing results, proving that we indeed are followers of Christ, uh, producing fruit, that people can see. Bible, again, says people will know you by your fruit. Uh, what fruit are you producing? Uh, what are you producing as a Christian? I think that's a great question uh, to be asking ourselves. 
You know, because Christ's business needs to be the business that we're really most concerned about. And uh, uh, that fruit in our lives need to be seen um, in our lives as we grow in the faith. Think of the parable of the talents. Uh, you remember that each servant was given a certain amount of money. And uh, uh, the king said, I'm going to be away for a while and I'll respect the return when I come back. And we see when the king comes back, the first uh, servant uh, doubled his portion of what he was given. Uh, the next servant doubled his portion. And then the last servant just simply gave him back what he was given. And of course, the king was very upset and, and mad about that. And, you know, and we look at our own faith. Where are we in regards to that? Would we be the ones that could say back to God, look, God, I've grown. Uh, Lord, I, I've touched other people's lives. Lord, look, look at all these people and all these lives that I've touched for you. Or would we be just saying, it's just me, God. It's just me. That's something we need to grow in. We need to be productive. Showing that our belief in Jesus really does make a difference uh, in our lives. A lot of people today, they are starting to look at faith again. I know there's been a bit of a falling away, but now there seems to be uh, many people that are actually taking a fresh look at faith. And as they do so, they need to see real faith. They need to see real examples of Christian faith. And, and so that, again, that's so very, very important. It goes on to say here, as Peter talks about being productive, that he says, if, there's, if you as a Christian, you're not productive, if your life is staying the same, then you haven't really fully grasped what it is to be a Christian. And he says there, you're actually short-sighted here. See, to be a true believer, you're gonna, your life is going to show it. Uh, you know, your life doesn't depend on good works, but true salvation does show, uh, uh, does produce good works. And, and so it's a natural outcome from our lives that we produce good works. It doesn't save us, but it is something that is important to God. People will know that we are Christians not just by what we say. They'll know that we're Christians by what we do. So Christians are to prosper, to be active in their faith. Uh, it needs to go beyond just believing. It needs to become part of our everyday life. You know, we're not to be a Sunday Christian, you know, that just shows up once a week or once a month or once every three weeks or whatever uh, is where maybe you're at today. Um, we're not just to be a Sunday. We're to be actively involved in our faith every day of the week, producing good testimonies of what God has done in our lives. And, and when we concentrate and get involved with being productive in our Christian walk, that again, it creates an atmosphere where we'll grow and we'll know our Savior more and more and more. So people who are growing and experiencing Jesus more in their lives, you know, they're people who work at their faith. They live their faith every day and everywhere. And, and it's important to them. And that's something that needs to be important to us, that we produce fruit that, that shows people that we truly are Christian believers. And then lastly, from this past, we see that we can know Jesus more and more, better and better, as we work hard at our faith. You know, being a Christian does involve work on our part. You know, we can't do it all for you. The preacher can't do it all for you. The church can't do it all for you. You need to take those steps for yourself to become a strong believer. 2 Peter 1, 10 and 11 says, So dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among God, those God has called and chosen. 
Do these things and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance in the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, all through scripture, we're encouraged to work at our faith, to grow in our faith. It does take effort. It does take discipline on our part. I want to say thank you for all the discipline that has been here this morning, that you actually got out of bed and you came to church and you were probably feeling before you came, you know, just an extra hour of sleep, you know, just a little bit longer. Maybe I shouldn't go, but you put that off because of discipline and you chose to be here. Thank you. That's what we need. We need discipline like that. That, that we work at it. You know, we read the Bible. We, we make time for prayer. Uh, we make time to get out to the house of God when, you know, we're not working or we're not away. We, we get involved in a church or we get involved in a ministry. We, you know, we, we go to conferences or camps or uh, special services, anywhere where we know that our growth uh, can be encouraged and that we can actually develop as Christians. You know, false teachings have been around since... Uh, creation. And basically, most false teachings will always encourage less. To me, that's a real key that you'll see in them all the time. They're always encouraging you to be less concerned about your faith. And, and that's not what the Bible says. It tells us that we need to grow in our faith. It should become more and more real in our lives. The older we are, the closer we should be to Jesus. And we really should. And, and then it brings in that aspect about eternity that we do need to be reminded that there is an eternity. We need to be reminded that there is a heaven and that there is a hell. Uh, hell is not a good place to go to. You don't want to go there. God has provided a way through Jesus Christ uh, that we can have eternal life with him in heaven. That needs to be our focus. And as we go to heaven, the Bible also talks about when you, you, you stand before Jesus, don't you want to hear words, well done? good and faithful servant. I don't think any of us would want to go to heaven and say, oh, Jesus meets and says, you just barely made it. You just barely made it. You've been a terrible example as a Christian. You just barely made it. I don't want to be that. I want to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. To do that, you got to work at it. Just doesn't come naturally. You got to work at it. It needs to be a priority uh, in our lives. Um, a person who works hard at their faith really shows what a committed life really is. And it really becomes a big indicator on whether that person really knows Jesus or not. Because if you're going to be a Christian, it's got to show. It's got to show. The Bible says, work out your salvation with fear and with trembling. I think we need to be reminded of that verse of Scripture a little bit more often because a lot of things there today just crazy, you know, very casual Christianity, you know, don't worry about it, it's okay. No, Bob said, no, this is serious because it's talking about eternity. It's talking about a heaven or a hell. And so it's saying you need to take your faith very seriously. Work it out with fear and with trembling. That requires some hard work and effort on our part. And, you know, and as you work hard at being a Christian, well, there's advantages to that. You get to know Jesus more and more and more and more and better and better and better, and that when trials come your way and uh, things happen in your life that are not good or not welcomed in your life, you know what? You have the stamina to make it through. You know that you're going to come through the season. You know there's something better is coming down the pipe, and, and you're going to receive a commendation when you go and stand before the Lord, because the Lord's going to remember what you went through. The Lord will reward you for those times that you've uh, endured through hard and difficult situations 
The Lord's going to reward you for those things. So keep that in mind. To know Jesus more. That's really what's important. That's something that we need to all work at. All of us need to do that. And so friends, throughout the Bible, we're given admonishments that as believers in Jesus, we're to grow in that faith. And we really are to get to that place where we know Jesus better and better and better and better. I think sometimes we need to look at ourselves and kind of take a little look at our history and look back in our lives and like, do I know Jesus better today than I knew him yesterday? That's an important question to ask ourselves. I want to know him better every day. I want to experience him every day. I want to get closer to him every day. That's important for us, drawing closer to him. And, you know, that's really the message of the Bible is that Jesus desires you to come, that that's your part. You come to him. And he says, I'll come to you. And you'll begin to have that fellowship. You'll begin to have that time where you begin to grow together and you get to know him more and more and more. Seek Jesus more. You know, that's a message. I just keep hearing it over and over again, uh, even through this season that we're in right now. Keep the focus on Jesus. You know, we've got all these other focuses out there that people are trying to get you and Christians are trying to get you all over the map. Listen, there's one map to follow. It's in the Word of God. That's your map. And there's one person to follow, and that's Jesus. Get your eyes on Jesus. Focus on Jesus. There are things that God is desiring to do in this world, but he's looking for people that are going to focus on him. And as you focus on him, he's going to take you into new places, new seasons, places that you're going to enjoy, that you're going to grow in, places where you're going to get closer to him and experience more of him. You know, we're all believing for a revival uh, a renaissance uh, to indeed take place after all this COVID and all these crazy things that have been going on in our world. God has something special planned. Don't miss it. You've got to keep your eyes on him. You've got to keep your eyes on him. And I know there's so many distractions uh, that are out there in our world. Uh, I, I know there's things happening to people that, you know, it just gets so distracting at times. We really need to shut ourselves in Take those times to get closer to God. Get closer to Jesus, because he's the answer. We often say that, well, Jesus is the answer. Well, he is. And he's the answer to every situation, every circumstance that you are going through right now. He's the answer. Seek him. Look to him. That's most important. And as we close here this morning, maybe you're here today, and maybe that's where you are as part of your journey, that you've been kind of looking, you know what, I, I think there's something more to faith. I think there, there's something more to Jesus, and, and I want to experience Jesus more in my life. Well, Jesus wants that for you too. And, and the fact that you're here today, you know what? That's not by accident. God knows that. And so God often arranges things to make sure that you're in a setting, you're in a place that you can open up your heart to Jesus and to welcome him in your life. And so if you've never done that today, I would just encourage you to just say, Lord Jesus... I welcome you into my life today. I ask you to come into my life today. I ask you to forgive me 
of my sins. And Lord, that you would help me now to walk in right ways. Help me, Lord, to, to live for you because I know that you're real. I want to learn more about you. I want to know you more. And friends, that'll happen. That will happen. If you would like someone to pray that with you, uh, as we end this service here in a few moments, you're more than welcome to uh, come and we'll uh, gladly pray with you or we'll have some people to pray with you or help you in that prayer if you would like that. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on him. There's not a more important message right now, I believe, out there than that one. Keep your eyes on Jesus. He's got something great for you. He wants to lead us into something, I believe, the greatest revival, the greatest move of God that this world will ever see before he returns. I, I, that's what I believe he's going to happen. But you've got to keep your eyes on him. You've got to walk with him and talk with him. You've got to get that place where you're just being led by him. That's what he desires. He desires to make himself real in your life. He desires to minister to you and help you through every trial and everything that you go through in life. Look to Jesus. Father God, we thank you this morning for Jesus. Thank you for sending Jesus into this world. Thank you, Lord, that we can have a relationship with Jesus, that we can get to know Jesus, that Jesus can be a friend. How wonderful it is that we can be a friend of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, I just pray, put a fresh desire in our hearts. God, what we do have for you, I pray that, Lord, it would multiply today. Lord, that we begin to grow today, that we would start taking steps. And as we do so, that you will quickly respond and minister to us and speak to us. And, and Lord, just draw us in to that place where we need to be, that we all might grow and become more like you and know you better. Jesus, we want to know you better. As a church here in this community, we want to know you better. We want to experience you better. We, we want to see those signs and wonders. We want to see those things that, Lord, you tell us in your word that you desire to do in our midst. And we welcome that, Jesus. But Jesus, first and foremost, our eyes need to be upon you. Help us to do that. Help us to keep that focus on you, that you're number one. And Lord, we all have things happening around us that, Lord, can catch our attention. We're all different, and so we all have different things. But God, just help us to bring all that and look it through your eyes and to see you and to experience you even more. We want to experience more of you, Jesus. And I pray that over this congregation, that, Lord, they would experience more of you. I pray for more encounters. I pray for more divine revelation. I pray for more understanding uh, to be given. I pray for gifts to be raised up in this body. I, I pray that there will be gifts that will, can be used not just in this church, but, Lord, into our community and to all the people that we know and see. So we just pray, that, Lord, that the gifts would rise up in the name of Jesus. New gifts, Lord, a, a new authority, a new power, uh, a new impartation, God, that would come from you today. So, Lord, we welcome that as well. And we just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.